Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I'm taking a quick look at all the major news channels and the way they're handling the Trump story today. Trump says he expects to be arrested tomorrow, calls for protests, says CNN. That that sort of tone everywhere with very little discussion of what he's actually being charged with. A lot of, can you believe he's calling for protests? That sounds a lot like what he said on January 6th, that whole thing. But not a lot on, how good's the case here? Because if yeah. you get into that, most people, again, including the freaking New York Times, say it's a stretch. Combination of clickbait and just whipping up conflict for, for ratings and attention and, and fundraising on both sides of the aisle. We are in a, a time where all of the adult virtues that we've all decided are important for running a country, running our lives, running a family, etc., are just utterly being flushed down the toilet. They're not useful, you know, calm, wisdom, uh, measured speech, compromise, understanding the other side. All of those good virtues run counter to a lot of the imperatives of, you know, fundraising and clickbait. Well, it's, it's, it's a little scary. There's, there's clickbait and fundraising going on, but you can't deny that they're like half the country that has been salivating at the idea of a mugshot of Donald Trump and him getting oh, yeah. charged with something. That's for real. 
That is not, yeah. you know, that is not made up at all. No, I wonder what percentage of people actually are, are up enough on this story to have a serious opinion on it and what they think. You know, I think it's going to be the way the Bill Clinton impeachment was. He wasn't actually being, he wasn't actually impeached for having an affair or having sex with the intern. It was, you know, perjury, right. lying about it and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was seen as really the you know, the guy has sex, and I think that's why he got acquitted. There was just a lot of, are we really gonna boot the first president out of office over this? He lied about having sex. I think it's. I think people are gonna feel the same way. The majority of people, not the yeah. serious hardcore Trump haters, but I think the majority of people are gonna say, really is, you know, he had he cheated on his wife. Yeah, what a big surprise. We knew he was that kind of guy. I think. Sure. I and think it- that's what's gonna dominate it. And it will harden the support from those who support Trump because they support those Trump opposes. I think that's a pretty good analogy, too, isn't it? It's a, no, no, it's yes. the perjury about the sex. No, 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 it's the f- campaign financing about the sex. But it's still just ultimately going to seem like, really, this is what it is? Bringing down a president over he cheated on his wife? Well, and this is my final word on the topic until I have more words on the topic. As a man of the world... The idea that dude pays off his lover, who's a mattress actress, <laughs> so his wife doesn't hear about it, okay? And then saying, well, that kind of helped his campaign, so that's a campaign contribution. Are you blanking kidding me? That's some weak sauce, and I'm highly critical of Trump. That's, that's some thin soup. I mean, that's like when you go to a bad sushi place and you get the miso soup, and it's like broth with one piece of tofu and one little green onion in there. That's not even soup. It's just like that. <laughs> I mean, that that's is exactly the what we broth were I've ever seen. I was thinking the same thing. We were all thinking Run that. Right. Please, I'm a wordsmith. It's Don't be jealous of me. like when you get the miso soup with one piece of oh, tofu. Oh, you call this miso soup? Take this back. How about or pour the, it in the drain? I don't care. How about this angle that just occurred to me? So it's a, a, a guy who has a decent shot at getting elected president again ends up going to jail because he paid this woman to be quiet. Better to go with like the Clinton route of where you just ruin their lives with investigations and lies. Rather oh than than shut them up. Better to go that way. I mean, come on. Well, I don't think there's any chance they get a conviction. I don't even think he goes to trial, honestly. This is this is just so clearly Alvin Bragg, the radical left DA in Manhattan, trying to A score points for bringing down Trump and B tear down the system. Oh, he'll be He's such a, a radical. Hero. He's a borderline or avowed Marxist. You're the only person I've heard make that point. That Well, I'm either crazy or right or both. Well, you are right. We we've heard that from the the George Soros crowd from the Who's the Kermit the Frog guy in L.A. that we talk about? George Gascon. George Gascon. That crowd, they want to tear the whole thing down. So any argument of the political fallout from this, he's like, yeah, the more the better. There might be riots in New York. Awesome, he thinks. Perfect. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly right. I was reading a good description of how there are not going to be riots. Because the 36,000 NYPD that are on duty this week are not the same as the couple hundred Capitol Police that were on duty January 6th. This is a whole different ballgame in terms of being able to uh, keep the streets calm. Yeah, yeah, I'll bet. 
I'll bet that's true. I'm trying to find where the heck is that? I've actually got too much information now, and I'm having trouble keeping it straight. Uh, the the radicals in San Francisco who are pushing the utterly insane uh, five million dollars per black person reparations thing plus the, 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 the job for ninety five thousand dollars a year for not doing anything for the next two hundred and fifty years <laughs> right. I know you, you think we're making this stuff up, uh, up right? Uh, plus the, uh, what is it, the $1 homes and all? Uh, where the heck is this? All your debt erased? Yeah. Um, I've been reading about the various radicals in the San Francisco uh, City Council who are pushing this stuff, and they are absolute full-on Marxists, avowed, wearing T-shirts with Chinese letters and the raised fist and, and that sort of thing. And I apologize, I can't find this woman's name. Uh, but one of the things they mentioned in this profile of her and her way crazy left Maoist politics, and she's a Berkeley, uh, UC Berkeley law grad, of course. Um, one of the things they mentioned is that she was a huge supporter of Chesa Bodine who is that son of the the radical weather underground people, Marxist uh, DA, who was so radical, San Francisco voted him out. They recalled him. But yeah, so those people exist. They're not some sort of right-wing talk show fever dream, these people. They exist, they're well-funded, and they're serious about tearing down the system. Right, so it, uh, it all makes more sense when you point that out, because we all make the argument of, you can't indict Trump. I mean, what's that going to do politically to this country? Well, you got a Marxist. They say, yeah, I want to hold the whole system to fall down. And then the San Francisco reparations thing, you say, you can't do that. Everything will fall apart. It's too much money. You can't afford it. And they say, good, that's what we want to do. We don't believe in capitalism. We want the whole thing to fall apart. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, that, exactly. that changes the argument so much. You can't use your logic of, no, this will destroy America or destroy San Francisco. Good. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. listening to NPR last night. I was sitting in my car uh, for some reason listening to NPR. That sounds like a good time. Um, uh, and uh, they had, I just caught the tail end of some conversation with somebody who's got a podcast about journalism. She had written a long paper about Columbia School of Journalism and the other schools of journalism that are moving away from the old idea of trying to just present the facts to advocacy journalism. And, of course, the NPR host was in complete agreement with them that, yeah, advocacy journalism, the only thing that makes sense to do journalism where you just look at the facts and you're not pushing your point of view, that denies your point of view. You're taking away your right to blah, 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 blah. And one of the uh, one of the guests on the show said, you know, I don't believe in capitalism either. And uh, the other person said, mm hmm. I thought, oh, my God. She so got two people who don't believe in capitalism discussing how journalism should be on national public radio. That's wild. Wow. 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 We are on the precipice of something scary. I'd say. I'm hoping, and, and this was one of the other things that kept me uh, you know, feeling optimistic over the weekend, or at least energized to come in and do this job and not get overwhelmed by this feeling that the world's going to hell, is that... Um, is that, A, it's always darkest before the dawn. I mean, that's an ancient saying for a reason. And it's not about the sun. It's about that's the way it feels when you're fighting against something evil. And the second thing is pendulums always, almost always, swing back. 
And I feel like in a lot of ways, the awareness of what's happening, who's doing it and why they're doing it is growing to the point where, you know, the pendulum stops swinging to a certain side, whether it be, you know, what we're talking about right here with the radical DAs and some of them are getting tossed out of office or the brilliant uh, New York Times article. Um, which we're going to highlight next hour about bums and junkies destroying dreams of hardworking people in, in the cities where they're just trying to run their businesses and run their lives. It feels to me like there's a growing awareness of this stuff. Yeah, the whole pendulum argument, though. I'm, uh, I'm back into this book called Rubicon, which is about the end of the Roman Republic, and that might have seemed like a pendulum at the time, too, but it, it wasn't. It was just the end of the biggest representative government in the world and it was a thousand years before it came back well touche <laughs> counterpoint fair enough yeah it can happen oof oof indeed well i don't know so i become what an ottoman or something like that or swear my fealty to turkey i don't know what i do in that situation learn mandarin I'm looking up at the TV. They got some March Madness highlights on it. It reminded me I was going to do my usual rant about how stupid sports are because I get sucked into, like I, I do, everybody does. I was rooting for my uh, Kansas Jayhawks, and uh, they lost. Number one seed, defending national champions. They lost to a team they shouldn't have lost to. Although one of their star players stepped on a cameraman, got hurt, went to the locker room. Oh! Coach wasn't there because he was sick. So, But anyway, I was, after my teams lose, I always think, sports is so stupid. What am I doing? What am I doing with my time and my emotion rooting for a team? What a, what a waste of my time. These guys wouldn't, these college kids wouldn't give me the time of day. They wouldn't have the least interest in talking to me. Well, I'm from Kansas, but they're not. Right. <laughs> I mean, so, <laughs> they're wearing your uniform. They're, they're in your tribe. They're in Kansas playing for the team, but they're not from Kansas. So, I mean, what, 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 what am I even doing here? I don't know. We need sports, tribal affiliations. It's sports. interesting. The laundry, like you always say, I always well, that's always in my head when a team I'm rooting for loses. You saying yeah. you root for the laundry. <laughs> that that is what you're rooting for, the laundry. Right. Guys come, guys go. They throw on the same laundry in the same colors and you root for them. They were so this, you're rooting for laundry. The star player you're rooting for on your team was this close to going to play for some different laundry, in which case you wouldn't have rooted for him. And he might go there next year. In fact, he's uh, talking to him on the phone right now. <laughs> right. And yet you pour your uh, soul into it. I, yeah. I, and I'm guilty of it, too. I do the same thing. Yeah, we got so many things to talk about. News reports are coming out right now about she visiting Putin, and uh, we'll bring you up to speed on any of that. I'm sure they're going to say some freaking scary things today. It's two of the most evil. The, the uh, first and third biggest nuclear arsenals in the world get together and talk about evil stuff. Uh, all that stuff on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I can feel it in the future. I can see it in the 7-Eleven just announced that they are launching a huge new electric vehicle charging network. It's perfect if you've ever been at 7-Eleven and thought, I want to stay here for 60 minutes. <laughs> it sounds high-tech, but all they do is plug your Tesla into the hot dog roller. Really? <laughs> that is so stupid. That is so stupid. Uh, almost all, you don't know this unless you drive an electric car like I do, almost all of your plugins you have at various stores or in your town are a gesture. They're not doing freaking anything. That's why they're usually empty. What do you mean? They, they don't charge fast enough to accomplish anything. I learned that after uh. I got my Tesla. I was starting to trying to figure out how to plug in at the Target, and some guy rolled by me. He said, don't bother me. He, he was in a Tesla. He said, unless you're going to yeah. be in there for three hours, you're going to gain like two miles of uh, range. By plugging in. I was in. just, just going to ask, like, if you were in there for an hour, how much would it boop up your, your battery? Three to four miles. Wow. Which is not worth the time. No, unless you're, you know, five miles from home with three miles of charge. So if you're in the 7-Eleven and plugged in for the two minutes you're going to be in there to get your slushy or hot dog or bag of chips or whatever, zero. It's pointless. So it's, it's just, just a virtue signal. It's just a gesture. We're down with electric wow. cars, which don't oh, pencil great. out anyway. But anyway. Uh, different story. We'll talk about the state of readiness of the U.S. Navy against China coming up. 60 Minutes with a great piece on that. Man, I highly recommend it to anyone. Oh, speaking of electric cars, I saw the headline, Wyoming has banned electric cars beginning in 2034 or something like that. It's Hilarious. the same timetable that Gavi Newsom has announced that it'll be all electric cars in California. <laughs> banned them. I don't think I like yeah. that either. <laughs> I know. I think it's just trolling. If somebody wants to drive an electric car, let them. But... um. How many friends do you need? We've talked about this many times before. It's getting more attention because of the pandemic. Most people went backwards in friends during the pandemic. Did you know that? Social circles were shrinking before the pandemic. But since then, we all have fewer friends. And then got into the question of how many do you need? Uh, Friendship in America has been in decline for quite a while, a trend that accelerated during the pandemic three decades ago. 
only 3% of Americans told Gallup that they had no close friends. 3% said they had no close friends. In 2021, it was 12%, so it had quadrupled. Wow. About a year into the pandemic, 13% of women and 8% of men aged 30 to 49 said they lost touch with most of their friends. How does that happen in the world of texting and stuff? Wow, 13% of women and 8% of men, that's a significant difference. I think that has to do with the fact that women are rule followers more than men, generally speaking, and followed all the COVID rules in the the blue areas of the country. Ah, right. I mean, your question about texting remains unanswered, but... uh, Like, the whole whole COVID thing, I just, I still can't wrap my head around. I mean, I live somewhere where I've attended a couple of different things recently that were mask mandatory, and uh, yeah, I know if you're listening to other places, you think, What? (laughs) This is a rerun from 2021. Hope you're enjoying it. But I saw a, a, a Gallup poll. 47% of people say their lives will never be back to normal after uh, from pre-COVID days. Why? Wow. Wow. Why? In what way? What are you talking Mine about? Mine hardly departed from normal. Right. And, it's, yeah, anyway. Uh, Back to the whole friends thing on how many you need, this psychologist says, and I'm sure this is true, the biggest bang for the buck is going from zero to one. Oh, my gosh. Which makes obvious sense. If you got no friends, having one friend is a huge deal. This is a heartbreaking conversation in a way. I've never had no friends, so I don't know what that'd feel like. It's got to be pretty damn lonely. Um, we've all heard about the Dunbar effect, probably just because we've talked about it so many times. You're only able to keep track of like 150 people in your life total. So you don't shoot for more than 150 friends, but they figured that if you have about five close friends, you can be perfectly happy about five close friends. I don't know how you, how you define close, but that's what they say. Count them today. I'm I'm taking applications, by the way. Would you like to be my close friend? (laughs) Oh, geez. There's an application fee. You made a mistake there. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. These last few decades have been described as a lost generation of shipbuilding. Is that overly dramatic? I don't think so. We're still struggling to build ships on time, on budget, and that's something we absolutely need to fix going forward. So that's Nora O'Donnell on 60 Minutes last night talking with Congressman Mike Gallagher, who's on one of the committees that pays attention to this. A two-parter on 60 Minutes, which they rarely do. The first segment and second segment were both about how ready is our Navy to go up against China if they invade Taiwan? And I mean, it was not hinting at it. I mean, it was just laid out. This is what's going to happen. They're going to try to take Taiwan. We're going to stop them, and it's going to be a Navy battle. Who wins? That's what the story was. Isn't that the way you took it? Well, right. And here are the missiles. They will shoot at our aircraft carriers. It will kill many guys and wreck many planes. What are we going to do about it? What will we shoot back at them? Right. Yeah, that was pretty pointed. It was serious. Makes you just realize, man, this is... Woo-wee. I also saw a thought, and we got uh, more clips from uh, 60 Minutes to Play here in the next couple of seconds. For some reason, they did this thing with the map where they showed that the way that the world looks at the map and the way that China looks at the map. Did you see that yeah. part? I, thought I that, did. I thought that was great. But that really made an impression on me. Well, yeah, especially it hadn't occurred to me that there is a fence of U.S. allies not by between accident. China and the open sea. Yeah, not by accident. Right, Japan, uh, Taiwan, and the Philippines form, uh, in in essence, a a giant fence across the Pacific that kind of pens China in. Right, where half of the world's trade goes through. If China can take that part of the sea and, like, basically be in a you know like a mob boss, oh yeah, your ships can go through, but you're going to have to pay us this much. Or these ships can go through, but those can't. Yeah, they right. could really control the world economy. Um, what we're trying to do is just keep the lanes open so everybody gets to go wherever they want. Uh, but them taking Taiwan would really, uh, you know, open up a hole in that fence that has been created by us and the rest of the world to keep China from being able to dictate the terms of half the world's trade. Also, I am for Guam becoming a state tomorrow. Where do I vote? Because that made yeah, a pretty big you. impression on me, too. If Guam's a state, their things look a lot different. Don't you think? How so? Uh, in terms of, yeah, you can't be getting this jumpy this close to the United States. I mean, we can flat out say the United States if Guam's yeah. a state. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I hadn't thought about that much. Yeah. Guam needs to become a state tomorrow. Where do I vote? I'm going to get a little Guam flag. And... Guam is in the way Western Pacific, if you're not familiar yeah, with the geography. Exactly. Well, it's it's not. Well, it's it's already an American whatever it is. They vote, don't they? It's a territory protectorate. We got a giant uh, naval base there. Yeah, I know that because that was the argument that that commander of the Pacific Fleet made. Nor O'Donnell said something about you know them being over there and we're being way over there. And he said, no, no, no. The United States is in this part of the country, Guam, so the world, Guam. So I mean, we're yeah. already making that argument. No, no, no. We're we're right here. The United States is right here. If they this can, is our backyard. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. That was the quote. Yeah. She was talking about it yeah. being China's backyard. He said, no, it's our backyard too. 
Guam's here. And so Guam is more legit than them building islands in the middle of the ocean and claiming that's part of China. Mm -hmm. At least Guam was created by God in the seas. Not piling a bunch of dirt in the ocean and call it no, an it's the Armstrong Doctrine. <laughs> anyway, here's, uh, let's hear some more from Nora O'Donnell and this admiral who runs the Pacific Fleet. One common thread in our reporting is unease, both about the size of the U.S. fleet and its readiness to fight. The Navy's ships are being retired faster than they're getting replaced, while the Navy of the People's Republic of China, or PRC, grows larger and more lethal by the year. We asked the commander of the U.S. Pacific Fleet, Admiral Samuel Paparo, about this on our visit to the USS Nimitz, the oldest aircraft carrier in the Navy. We call it the decade of concern. We've seen a tenfold increase in the size of the PRC Navy. Yes, so ours is uh, shrinking Theirs is growing at at least the previous rate was it got 10 times as big in 10 years, which is really quite a stunning number. I've got some of the stats on the shipbuilding, but I don't know if they're included in some of these clips here. Technically speaking, the Chinese now have the largest Navy in the world in terms of number of ships, correct? Do the numbers matter? Yes. As the saying goes, quantity has a quality all its own. At some point, are they going to reach numbers that we can't prevail over. I'm not comfortable with the trajectory. Yeah, I'll bet. And here's uh, Representative Gallagher a little on that before I'll get to some of the stats. Congressman Gallagher is a Marine veteran who represents Green Bay, Wisconsin. He chairs the new House Committee on China. He's concerned that under the Navy's current plan, the fleet will shrink to 280 ships by 2027. The same year, the CIA says China has set for having the capability to take Taiwan by force. So we will be weakest when our enemy is potentially strongest. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Wow. Wow. Thank God for our subservice, which continues to be uh, the elite of the elite on Earth. Yeah, and they uh, featured on 60 Minutes last night some new unmanned underwater drone thingy that's going to have some tremendous capabilities, but it ain't built yet. But the idea that our Navy would be the weakest it's been in decades at the same time that China's Navy is the strongest it's ever been, and we can see that coming, is uh, pretty troubling. So China has 19 major shipyards, one of which has more production capacity than all of the United States shipyards combined. So they have 19, and one of them is so big it's bigger than all of ours combined. We really went. Uh, went down in sh- in shipbuilding after the Cold War ended. I forget the stat they had on there, but we went from like thirty some to seven or something. Uh, uh, it was uh, it was dramatic. Um, China is outbuilding many of the Western navies combined, and then this guy they had on sixty Minutes last night, who is with the Center for Strategic and Budgetary Assessments, says by investing heavily in defense industrial infrastructure, China's navy now builds warships. Much more quickly, quickly than the United States. So unless we build, uh, increase our shipbuilding capacity, we can't catch up because they're building them as fast as they can. We, they will continue to get further ahead of us. Yeah, yeah, we're behind and falling further behind. Yeah, which is pretty troubling. Well, and it's uh, you know just to throw in a note of cynicism, so many decisions about which weapon systems are built and when have to do with uh, who's a powerful congressman. 
who lobbies whom most successfully, never mind the geopolitical realities of the thing. It's a money deal. Boy, some of the some of the stuff where they were talking about China sinking a couple of our carriers, and then the 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 guy on, uh, with the navy pointing out that there are five thousand people on this carrier. You yeah. know, they didn't take go to that next sentence where you would say so five thousand people would die in one shot, but that's clearly what would happen. Well, one thing I'm advocating strongly, Jack, is that the Pentagon install a simply safe home security system along the west coast of the United States. A <laughs> word a from idea. our sponsors. That's right. The simply safe home security makes it easy to protect every inch of your home with advanced security. The technology's cool, powered by 24/7 professional monitoring. A lot of reasons we recommend it. What does it cost to keep the communist Chinese out of your backyard? Under a dollar a day. Less than half the price of traditional home security systems. And uh, you can protect every door, every window, every threat, whether it's a break-in, obviously, with all the bums and junkies around, or or fire or flood or whatever you're worried about. And you can lock and unlock your doors, access your cameras, and arm and disarm your system from anywhere with the Simply Safe app. Yeah, the fact that Simply Safe is so good and so affordable, and you order it yourself and set it up yourself, that is absolutely incredible. That's why they win all these awards. Yep, CNET named Simply Safe Editor's Choice. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off your order with the interactive monitoring at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. One more time, we love it, you'll love it. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So that piece on 60 Minutes last night was a, was a serious uh, portion of journalism that they had, as she mentioned, been working on for many, many months. And uh, and I noticed from the chatter on Twitter among your big thinkers that it 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 made a it you know it left a mark in terms of the conversation about our readiness to go up against China and the likelihood of it and all that sort of stuff. It's 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 for real. The two the the two most powerful countries in the world are on a you know they're on train tracks headed toward each other unless something happens. There is going to be a collision. But so this was not from the sixty minutes piece last night uh this was actually retweeted by jonah goldberg this is from a couple of weeks ago testimony in congress the secretary of the navy i can tell you that i have made climate one of my top priorities everywhere from vietnam to ghana to right there in the caribbean we are collaborating on projects enabling best practices to cross-pollinate i guarantee you whoever's reporting to xi in china don't give a crap about climate change in terms of getting their Navy ready to go to war with the big, bad United States of America. It never crosses their mind. They haven't spent a second thinking about it or a penny in terms of the impact. How much time do you spend their uh, figure they're spending on their uh, transgender sailors policies as well? Now, I hope I hope that that was just to make people happy in Congress or half the country happy or whatever, that he just said that because he thought he had to politically. But if they're spending any time in the Navy, any money or time worried about this, I can tell you I've made climate one of my top priorities. One of your top priorities? While our enemy is not doing it at all. I'm hoping it's what you're suggesting. He was just giving a little lip service to the lefties in Congress to get them off their back. God, I hope so, too. 
Although there are things I see that make me wonder. I don't know. It's difficult. I, I have a source near a source who knows a source has reported that when you go in front of Congress as a, uh, a, a representative at a high level of the United States military, you're going to put up with some ridiculous stuff. You are going to be asked questions. You are going to be pushed in directions that you know are crazy. But you get these woke Barbara Boxer back in the day or AOC type people who have no grasp of reality and or they are just virtue signaling for their far left base. And and they are much more interested in, in getting the political contributions or the credit for expressing their beliefs than the preparedness of the United States to defend itself. I mean, it's not even a pro- they don't even think about that latter concern. Um, and so, yes, you are ready to be asked crap, told crap, and you might be prepared to answer with some crap. And I'm hoping that's it. Yeah, me too. Because it, uh, it's going to happen. The fact that we just dominated their Navy a decade ago, and now they have a bigger Navy than us, and, it's, and the gap is going to widen over the next 10 years is super troubling. Well, Jack, I'll tell you, as a political scientist, there are real advantages to dictatorships. They're efficient. They're brutal. They're horrible. They're indefensible. They're immoral, but they are efficient in a lot of ways. Well, they are very inefficient in other ways, too, as we've seen with Russia. So we could hope that a lot of what we believe about China to be true and a lot of what they believe about their own military to be true is, is, you know, similar to Russia. People were skimming at various levels or, or not uh, not actually meeting the uh, various standards that they that were supposed to. They were lying because that's what you do in communist countries. Yeah, I think there I could hope. be some overlap. I think it'll be a different set of problems based on what I know about the Chinese military, but um, which ain't much. Uh, but, it, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Speaking of giant countries, I want to talk about how many people in India still poop in a hole. It's really an interesting story. You seem slightly amused by this story. Fecal matter. I am amused by it. Dr. Johnny Depp, who's been studying India for decades. Maybe we'll get to that later. There's nothing amusing about poor sanitation. Have you heard of cholera, sir? Cholera. Ha, 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 ha. Please. E. coli. I don't know. It seems just so kind of quaint and charming, you know, churning your own butter, sewing your own clothes, pooping in a hole. Eh, it's like camping. It's like camping. Exactly. Yeah. In India, everybody's camping. Wow. Enjoying the wow. great outdoors. You know, speaking of our Navy and our, our military, oh, we need to take a break. But there's some fascinating stuff going on with transmitting energy in space. That blows my mind. I'll share it with you maybe next hour. Plus, we have this incredibly powerful stuff about bums and junkies ruining Phoenix. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this got a lot of national attention if you haven't seen it. All on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Armstrong and Getty Show. Story that got a lot of attention about uh, homelessness in Phoenix, and it's the same old story. When are we going to start to prioritize the taxpayer over the homeless? But uh, that story, hour three. Got this text because I brought it up a week or so ago. I got yelled at by a TSA agent at the airport when I said, Do you need my ticket and the ID or just the ID? The ticket doesn't tell me anything. It's just the ID. You could print the ticket anywhere. Why are you yelling at me? I said, well, sometimes I have to show the ticket and the ID. No, you don't, he said to me. I just went on. Uh, yeah. Somebody just texted Just since 2001. <laughs> anyway, somebody just texted me. Same airport. I'm at the airport now. My husband and I split into two TSA agents. You know how you do that sometimes. You go to that one. They go to that one when you we're going in. One wanted just ID. One wanted ID and boarding pass. Okay. So I'm not crazy that I thought that sometimes they ask for your uh, Wow. And this one, if you're a longtime listener, you know this has been one of my jihads. I'm happy to see Jonah Goldberg is on uh, my page on this. The correct first day of spring is March 21st, not the 20th or the 19th. It's the 21st. It always has been. It always will be. Mostly makes me mad because it's a media thing, and I hate when the media does things like this. In an effort what do they to do, in an effort to be ahead of saying it's the first day of spring and getting excited about it, they go with like the fact that it became the twenty first on the other side of the world or the other time zone. It'd be like doing that with New Year's Eve, except there's there's the opposite incentive to want it to be now for new year's eve because it's more exciting but what it's no the 21st it's just that's just the way it works it the 21st four times a year shortest day of the year is june 21st longest day of the year is june 21st shortest day of the year is december 21st and then in between you have march 21st and december 21st it's just the way it is you can't change it just because it happened on the other side of the international date line I it's was unaware of people doing that. That's oh, they idiotic. Do it, they do it all the time. The news, first day of spring, and I always think, no, it's not. Tomorrow's the first day of spring, but whatever. Wow. 
Wow. That's annoying. I'm happy to see Jonah Goldberg on my side on that minor issue. Excellent. So I found this just mind-blowing. Um, whoops. What the heck? It just disappeared. Oh, my God. I can't handle this. Not with COVID. Never mind. Never mind. What's oh, your main symptom of being sick? Uh, cough. Cough and exhaustion. But I, I found it. I scrolled too far. U.S. Naval Research Laboratory launched the Space Wireless Energy Laser Link, or SWELL. That's <laughs> SWELL, Wally. <laughs> Late Tuesday to demonstrate laser power beaming in space. And I was thinking, oh, to knock out the, the, the commie satellites, right? Well, no, not exactly. The SWELL experiment was launched aboard the SpaceX Dragon cargo vehicle to the International Space Station to, quote, collect data during a laser power beaming link in space conditions. According to the announcement, power beaming is a way to deliver energy in the form of electromagnetic waves that do not require transporting mass alongside them. Because, Jack, as you know, if you're going to beam power in the form of electromagnetic waves, you don't want to transport mass alongside them. So energy can be sent almost instantaneously, beaming energy from one spot to another through space. Interesting. This method has been proved achievable on the ground and is now being tested in space. Specifically, it will explore the challenges for power beaming and its viability in space applications, blah, blah, blah. Wow, that is interesting. Can you imagine just zap power from this yeah. place to that place? And across a laser beam through space, there's nothing to stop it. Right, 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 right. right. And it's more or less instant. It's at the speed of light. So so could like Elon Musk have some giant laser beam built in Austin and beam power straight to the Marzonauts? If he's not too busy trying to get Trump county? elected. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just a beam straight to Mars, recharge all their batteries in the blink of an eye. Elon tweeted out over the weekend, if they indict Trump, he gets elected president. He might be right about that. We'll be talking about that story more later. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 